and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. My name is Elijah Merle. I'm so honored and blessed you took out the time to join today and be a part of this podcast and what the Lord is doing here. As you know by now, the purpose of this podcast, say it with me, is 1 John 4, 4. What does it say? You are of God, little children, and have already overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Oh, I'm so excited about this one. Hey, leave a like, leave a comment. Let us know if this is blessing you. Let us know uh, how this word is affecting you in a positive way. Let us know about it, man. We want to hear. We want to rejoice about the good things that God's doing in your life through this podcast. Now, Romans chapter five. Oh, let's go, man. This one, we're going to dig real deep into the word of God. And I want to talk about having our senses exercised, having our senses exercised. We're going to get to that right here in Luke chapter, excuse me, Hebrews chapter five, starting in verse 12. This is the uh, New King James translation. It says, for though, for though by this time, excuse me, you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again. The first principles of the oracles of God, you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who, part who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. Notice it takes skill to handle the word of righteousness. For he is a babe, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those who, watch it, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We ask you, Lord, that you open up our eyes to see things we haven't seen before. Speak, Lord, for your servants here. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, let's just dissect this verse really quick. He says, who by reason of use. When he says reason of use, he means by inhabit, uh, by practice. By reason of use, you have your senses. The word senses, that signifies the different organs of sense. Talking about on the physical body, of course. Eyes, ears, tongue, nose, finger ends, and the surface in general. When he says exercise, this is a metaphor taken from the athlete or contenders in the Grecian games who were to employ all their power, skill, and agility in wrestling, running, and et cetera, different things of that nature. He's talking about having their senses exercised, using it, like using a muscle, that having it exercised. Uh, he, Paul also talked about how he exercised himself to have a conscience that was good and that was clear before God and man. To discern both good and evil, that just simply means to be able to decide between, to be able to make a decision between what's good and what's evil. But I want to draw your attention to, to what he says, having their senses exercised. That word, as we said earlier, that word signifies the different organs of sense. So I want to talk about spiritual organs. Whoa. I want to talk about, like I said, I'm going to talk about this and I want us to look at it from a different perspective. This is a different podcast. This is a different thing entirely. I don't have any uh, world event on my mind right now. I just want to talk about uh, Hebrews here and I want to break it down. I want us to do something a little bit different. I want us to really dig into the word of God today. And uh, I'm excited about it. All right. Point number one. Now we're going to have five points, if I'm not mistaken, five or four points today. Point number one, taste. 
First Peter 2, verse 2 through 3 says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, watch this, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have taste it that the Lord is gracious. Now this, what Peter is quoting here is Psalms 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Now, notice what he says here. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Now, he says as newborn babes, he says as newborn babes, we taste, uh, we desire the pure. That pure means unadulterated, uh, not contaminated, not mixed in with religion or tradition. That's powerful now. The pure milk of the word of God. And the Bible says that by reason of use, by continually desiring it, we're talking about having the senses exercised. Remember, that's the whole concept here, the spiritual organ, that using that taste as we taste of the milk of the word of God, I tell you what, we grow thereby. We grow through reason of use. The word of God is important. And when we do this, when we desire, let's take that word desire. Desire in the Greek, it means to have a yearning desire for or longing after a natural impulse to the regenerated, to the recreated spirit. For no one needs to teach newborn babes what food to take. They know instinctively that a table is prepared for them in their mother's breast through breastfeeding. If that's the process that they've used, you don't have to tell a newborn baby. But you do realize this, though. Once the baby grows up a little bit, he's walking around. What does a baby do when he's walking around? He's crawling around. What's the tendency for that baby to do? Grab everything in his sight and put it in his mouth. But when it's little... Uh-oh, when is that a place where it's a small little babe, right? And it's not walking, it's not crawling. It knows that it's food. It instinctively knows about the food that's provided for if the, if the, if the mother chooses to breastfeed, that it's provided there. But as they grow up and they're crawling around, they get to a point where they put tissue in their mouth. They'll put a pen in their mouth. You got to watch a little baby that's crawling around. They'll put anything in their mouths. So what am I saying? I'm saying that as we grow, as you grow up in the things of God, right? As you grow up, and we talked about being born again a while ago in the podcast. That was like our very first episode. We talk about being born again. And when you're born again, there's these stages you go through of maturity. And as a babe, and as you continue, and as you grow up, you'll start, and we're talking about the word of God. So let's, let's take a take from that perspective. You'll start listening to things that you ought not be listening to. Uh-oh. I said, I went ahead and said it, man. I, uh-oh. Listen, because there are some things that are colored and that are filled with tradition. There are some teachings that would say that they try to distort even the grace of God. You know how I know this? Because it happened in Jude. Jude talked about those who turn the grace of God into lasciviousness, who turn the grace of God into looseness, and they're just doing whatever you want. Oh, we're in the grace, man. You can do whatever you want. Nah, man, the Bible says that if you're really, nah, uh-oh, the Bible says that those 
those who are led by the Spirit are not under the law. The Spirit of God is called the Spirit of grace. And the Bible says that that Spirit is to lead us. See, Jesus said that he was going to give us the Holy Spirit who was a comforter. He was going to place him on the inside of us that he can dwell and live and abide with us forever. And he would teach us things to come, show us things to come even. And he would speak from heaven what the Father would have to say. The Holy Spirit doesn't speak on his own accord. So that Spirit on the inside of you teaches you. Remember, go back. If you hadn't listened to it, listen to our being born again, because it talks about how the Holy Spirit will train you and teach you. But there are those who are teaching things that little babies are putting in their mouth. They're just picking up anything and putting it in their mouth. That'll be deadly and that'll be hazardous to a little baby in Christ's health. Man, I was free. I'm not going to charge you for that one. Point number one is taste. Point number two, hearing. Point number two is hearing your ears, having ears to hear. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, three, incline your ear and come to me hear and your soul shall live and I'll make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David, really the, the covenant of sure mercies of David. It literally means the grace of mercies. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's them combined. It's the mercies of grace. It's, it's a beautiful thing when he's talking about the everlasting covenant. Look that up, by the way, I ain't going to do all your studying for you. I, I do a good amount, but I ain't going to do all of it for you. It's a beautiful thing, though. But notice he says, incline your ear. Proverbs says in Proverbs 4, long about verse 23 through 26, he said, my, my son, attend, give attention to my words, incline your ear into my sayings. Why? For they are life to those that find them and health and medicine to all of their flesh. So the word of God, when we incline our ear to hear it, it, it within the word of God is, is, is medicine. Uh, when you hear it in the right heart, when you, when you open yourself and you avail yourself, you make yourself vulnerable to God's word. That's what it takes. It takes a vulnerability. It takes you opening up your heart wide and saying, Holy Spirit, Father God, come in here and correct what's right. See, that's why some people avoid the Bible. Uh-oh. Because they don't want uh, their life to... Mm -mm. Oh, man. Do I need to say this on this podcast? Well, here we go. They don't want to change. The same thing that happened back in the day. Uh, God was telling the children of Israel to go into the Canaan land, right? And to go and to possess it. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want to do it. Then he said, okay, well then don't go because I'm not with you. Then they said, oh, no, no, we going, we going, we going, we going, we going, we going. Then guess what happened? They got the beat, man. They got the whooped. You understand me? <laughs> oh, man. But what am I saying? What I'm simply saying is this. We must give attention to what God says, what his word says, not add to it or take it away. Because the Bible says if you add to or take away from his words, you'll be found a liar. I wonder if that's the reason why some people said, you know what? I felt like God's telling me to do this when he really didn't tell them to do it. And then they go out and then there's death. There's misery. There's destruction. Why? Because God was never in it in the first place. Well, I need to move on to the next verse. Mark chapter four, verse 24. We're talking about hearing. Yeah, by reason of use, we have these senses, these organs, these spiritual organs are exercised. In, in Mark 4, 24, Jesus said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. This goes back when he says, take heed what you hear. This goes back to desiring that pure, plain, unadulterated, living word of God. Take heed what you hear. 
You're taking heed because you know, ah, man, by reason of, ah, no, I'm getting excited. By reason of use, you know what's the pure word of God. You know what's the, oh, come on now. You're not tossed about. Paul talked about not being tossed about with every wind of doctrine, but being fully mature. Why? Because it's you go through this development. You go to where you're eating your uh, the pure milk of the word. It's you're you're feeding on it. You're you're being nourished up. Uh, Paul talked about to Timothy being nourished up in the words of faith. Man, I'm telling you, as you're nourished up, <laughs> as you're given the ability of the Holy Spirit to hear, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit would teach you that the Holy Spirit, you have an anointing, the the unction, the anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. You're able to hear it. You're able to comprehend it. Man, when he says, take heed what you hear, this goes back to desiring the pure, plain, and unadulterated living word of God, the knowing exactly what's him and what's not him. You take heed what you hear. But in Luke 8, verse 18, this is pretty good, by the way. Luke 8, 18. He says in Luke 8, 18, therefore take heed how you hear for whoever has to him more will be given. Whoever does not have what even what he seems to have will be taken from him. When he says, take heed how you hear, this means we should seek to understand, learn, and practice until we experience. Good God Almighty. You know why he says that? Because whoever does not have, for, for him who has, more will be given. Who has what? The context is this revelation. The revelation of knowledge of God working in his life. Going back to, we'll, we'll talk about some of those things later. But when you have it, more is given to you. Uh, we should, uh, this means we are to seek to understand, to learn, and to practice until we experience. I'm telling you what, God doesn't just want us. He said, be doers of the word and not a hearer, only deceiving your own self in James. The worst deception is self-deception. When you're deceived yourself, the Bible says that Jesus was saying that if the light that you think is light is actually darkness, how great is that darkness? Not me. That's some real, you in some darkness, buddy. If that darkness to you seems like light, whoo, that's some great darkness, man. But I'm telling you what, point number three, though, as we learn and as we develop, as we heed, as we take heed how we hear, as we take heed what we hear, you know, how, how can you do that? Because you've used it, because you've been around it. You know, it's just like, low, hang on a second, before we move to point three, let me, let me milk this a little bit more. It, it's, it's just like, no pun intended, by the way, it's just like um, eating food. If you've been eating at a certain place, for a length of time, or you've been eating mama's cooking or somebody else, I don't know what you want to say. Let's take a restaurant, for example. You go to this certain restaurant, you go there pretty often, and you try this certain dish often. Now, if they were to switch something, or if something wasn't quite right, would you be able to tell it? Oh, yeah, you would. How come? Well, because I've eaten it before. Oh, because I've been around it before. Oh, so you mean to say by reason of use. By the fact that you've, oh, you've, you've tasted and you've seen before. And he said, that ain't right. This is why it's important to feed on the word of God. Why? Because you'll be able to tell and distinguish what's good and what's evil or bad. Don't let the word evil throw you. It's not more. <laughs> it's not that. It's evil. It means bad. You'll be able to tell what's good and what's bad. 
Why? Because you've been eating, because you've been feeding. Yeah, you were on milk for a while, but you developed and you grew. You got to a place where you were weaned off of that and you moved on to the meat that belongs to those who are of a mature age. Woo! Point number three, sight. We're talking about the spiritual organs. By reason of use, they have their senses exercised. Sight. Point number three, Ephesians 1, 17 through 18. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, he's Paul is praying here. This is a prayer that you can pray over yourself every day if you'd like. It's a beautiful prayer to pray. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. When he says the eyes, that means the heart, which is including the mind as well as the inclination. It's an eye or inward vision that both receives and contemplates the light. It's an inward vision that both receives and contemplates the light. Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is single or sound, your entire body will be full of light. By reason of use, then, we are enlightened to the truth of God's word. This causes us to experience life in the light. Woohoo! Life in in the light. You know why? Well, let me turn over there to John chapter one. I didn't have it in my notes, but I'm going to turn over there. John chapter one, John chapter one, man, we're covering a lot of ground in these few minutes, man. John chapter one, long about the verse. Oh, I don't know here. Verse four, verse three, all things were made by him talking about Jesus. And without him was not anything made that was made in him. In Jesus was life. L-I-F-E. And the life, that means Zoe, the God kind of life, the life was the light of men. So when we, by reason of use, were enlightened to God's word, the truth of the word, this causes us to experience life in the light. Man, oh man. The Bible says in the psalmist, the psalmist, he says, the entrance of your words give light and grant understanding to the simple. I'm telling you what, man, I, woo, I've seen that work in my life, brother and sister. I've seen, I've seen it where the word of God has literally made me smarter. I'm telling you what, man, that's what I rely on, bro. I ain't got no education like all these other folks got out of here, man. Oh, I was ordained as a reverend. Praise God for that. The Lord is good. And I've got that. Thank God. I went through that process. Praise God. But other than that, I'm not really, I don't really, I mean, even getting that, I wasn't relying on education. Well, I was, I was relying on the word. Come on now. Why? Because his word is light. Ooh. Paul told Timothy that from a child, literally that means from a child in arms, from a little baby in his mother's arms, in his grandmother's arms, you've known the Holy Scriptures, watch this, which are able to make you wise unto salvation that's found in Jesus Christ. I'm telling you what, man, 
the word, when we let the, ooh, when we let the light of God's word enter into through our eyes, when we hear it with our ears, when we taste it, when we experience it, I'm telling you what, man, it takes us to a higher level. We enter into living and experiencing life in the light. First John one verse seven says this, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we've got fellowship Ooh, with one another. We're talking about not fellowship necessarily with your brother and sister in Christ. We're not talking about that. We're talking about fellowship with God himself because God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So if we walk in the light mm -hmm, as he is in the light, all right, we then have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So all I have to do is walk in the light and he'll do the rest. <laughs> you know, you don't have to cleanse yourself from sin. You do realize that, don't you? No, it's the blood of Jesus that does the cleansing. You confess your sin. Why? Because you feel because you got to earn. No, not because you have to earn your salvation, things of that nature. No, you simply confess your sin because you confess, Lord, I messed up, but thank you. Lord, I say I messed up. I missed it there. But thank you that your grace, ooh, that your mercy, ah, shall not cease. That you've made a covenant with me because you made a covenant with Jesus. I belong in Jesus. I have joint rights with you. What, what are you doing? When you confess this sin, when you confess the sin, we're not talking about, oh, dear Lord, it's me again. I messed up again. So unworthy of your abundantly great kindness, your stature, your ways. Oh, I must learn from this. No, man, we ain't doing all that. What are we doing? When we come and we confess our sins, we acknowledge, Lord, I missed it. Oh, but thank you for the Holy Spirit whom you sent to indwell me. Thank you, Father. What are you doing? You're doing like Jesus told the disciples. Shake off the dust of it. That's all you're doing is shaking off the dust. Man, yeah, yeah, that happened, but I'm shaking off the dust. Yeah, 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 I, I was around somebody I shouldn't have been around, but I'm shaking off the dust. I'm moving on. Why? Because grace has already provided my forgiveness. So, Father, I confess that you've already forgiven me, that before I even made a mistake, you were already there, your blood was already there, ready to cleanse me from all the unright. Man, oh, you ought not teach that to people going to be out going out sitting because they feel like, oh, bless God, they could just confess it and just be over with. Man, shut up. I'm telling you, when you really have a real revelation that grace himself has forgiven you and cleansed you and made you whole, you fall in love with him. And you get to a place where you don't want to grieve his spirit. You don't want to ah, you don't want to distort and trot underfoot the spirit of grace. That's another message. Why am I on that? If we're walking in the light, that's the point. As he is in the light, we've got fellowship. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all the sin. So point number three is light. Point number four. We're getting ready to wrap this up. I hadn't seen this one before. Point number four, smell. Smell. Isaiah chapter 11, Isaiah chapter 11, verse number three. Oh man, get ready to shout. This one right here is a different one right here. This is a different animal right here. He, uh, Isaiah 11, verse 3. Well, sorry, verse 1. There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his root. Jesus said that I am the vine, and you are the branches. 
All right. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge of the fear of the Lord. All right. He shall make him, watch this, of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reproach after the hearing of his ears. He won't be moved by what he sees. He won't be moved by the senses, but he'll be moved by, watch this, the fear of the Lord. Now, quick understanding, a word that relates to the power of smell or scent. That's literally what that means. Oh, yeah, look it up. Commentary. Use study light. Look it up. Isaiah 11, verse 3, study light. And look at the com the commentaries. Quick understanding, a word which relates to the power of smell or scent. Jesus is to have the keen sense which the hound has when the game is not far away. Watch this, but it's deeply hidden. Jesus is to have the same keen sense which the hound has when the game is not far away, but deeply hidden. Religion is to be no burden to him. By reason of use, his duty is natural, and he knows how to carry it out. <laughs> the fear of the Lord. Let's look at that. It causes him, well, you can literally translate it like this. He will cause him to smell the fear of the Lord. <laughs> he will cause him to smell the fear of the Lord. That is to discern in whom it was that the spirit rested upon because the spirit of understanding and of the fear of the Lord was in him, whereby he was quick and sharp in discerning it, in the discernment of it. See, you can have God's power, this power working in you. You can have the spirit working in you, but if you don't have the, if you're not quick and sharp to discern it, man, say this after me, I'm quick. I'm sharp, I'm bright, good looking, very rich, and a major blessing. All right, that was, that was all right. That's from Faith Life. I had to do it. Shout out to my spiritual father, Keith Moore. Now, when he says these are the fear of the Lord, he's, he's saying he causes him to smell the fear of the Lord. What? That is to discern in whom was the spirit that rested upon him. As the spirit of understanding of the fear of the Lord, whereby he has quick and sharp discerning of it. So he could discern someone in whom was that same spirit that was on him. Well, we know this is true. How many times did he look at the Pharisees and said, you nothing but a, a brood of vipers. He was able to see through them. Why? He had this sense. Uh, in other words, he had the word of God. Uh, he gave attention to the word of God and the spirit of God. And because of that, he was able to smell it. He was able to, better word is to discern. Isn't that what he said in, in, in Hebrews chapter five in our text? By reason of use, they have their senses exercised to discern between good and evil. Man, man, we, we, man we're going to put a nice bow on this one, and then we're going to let you go. John chapter 1, verse 47 gives us, gives us an example of this. The Bible says that Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, and he said of him, Behold, look, this is an Israelite indeed in whom is no guy. <laughs> There's no deceit, no trickery about. Well, how did he do? How was he able to do that? Because he was of quick scent in the fear of the Lord. God caused him to smell the fear of the Lord. That is to discern it. 
So mm, I'm telling you what, ooh, Hebrews, Hebrews, Hebrews. We're, we're going to wrap it up. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm getting excited. Y'all hear me getting excited on the mic? I'm sorry. I'm just getting excited out here, man. I'm telling you what, the word of God, I'm telling you, this is the most powerful force on the earth. And, and, but we must mix faith with it. And when we mix faith with it, the senses are exercised. We're able to discern and pick up between good and evil. We're able to know what's him and what's not him. We're able to come and approach the throne of grace. We're able to obtain that mercy and find that grace to help in the time of need. I'm telling you what, man, the more we give our attention to the word of God, the more these spiritual senses are exercised. And when these spiritual senses are exercised, we're able to discern what's God and what's not God. Ooh, that's a beautiful thing being able to tell what's him and what's not him. That's what happened in Jesus' life and his ministry. Oh yeah, you're called to be just like him. You, you can't be greater than him, but you can be just like him is what he said. I'm telling you what, when we have this in our life, we're able to come up to a higher level in the Christian endeavor, in the Christian faith. Having the word of God is our final authority, but not only just having it, but using it. <laughs> because it's by reason of use, practice, habit. You, you, you make it a habit to look at the word. You make it a habit to, to feed on the word. Then and only then can your senses be exercised. Your spiritual senses, that is, be exercised to discern what's God and what's not God. Ooh, being able to, to know and experience the truth of the word of God. Hebrews 4 verse 12 in the Amplified, and then we're going to wrap this guy up. For the word of God speaks for the word that God speaks, excuse me, is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing and effective. Good God almighty. It is sharper than any two edged sword penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life. That's the soul and the immortal spirit, the word of God, the soul and the spirit are so confused in our thinking just with no revelation that it takes the word of God to be able to show you the dividing line. And of the joints and marrow, he goes on to say of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and shifting and analyzing and judging good God almighty, the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. I can take this word of God and find out what so-and-so's intentions are. I'm telling you what, man, you can take this word and you can by reason of use. Now it's not just going to happen overnight. This takes practice. This takes habit, getting in the habit of looking in the word, getting in the habit of, of looking into the perfect law of Liberty. When he says, look into the perfect law of Liberty, he literally means turning over stones. It's the same word that's used to describe the people when they looked into the tomb of Jesus and they saw that he wasn't there uh, investigating. It's when we investigate, when we continue in the word, when we're practicing when we're making oh i'm telling you what the senses are exercised you can be able to discern by the word of god the very thoughts and the intents of a person's heart and that's what jesus did when he was on his earthly ministry that's how god made him of quick understanding or he was of quick scent he could smell 
the fear of the Lord. Point number one, we said that though this word of God being skillful, uh, not leaning anymore and, and depending anymore upon the milk. We said in point number one, we said that we're tasting. He said they tasted of the heavenly gift in one part in Hebrews. We didn't turn there. We didn't go there. But in Hebrews six, verse five, it says they tasted the good word of God. Watch this. And the powers of the world to come. Not only are you to taste the word of God, ooh, but you're also to taste the power. That's it. Uh, because he said, my speech and my preaching is not just with enticing words of man's wisdom, but there's a demonstration of the spirit and the power. Paul also talked about uh, you. I want to give you meat, but you're not able to bear it. Your babies. I got to give you milk because see the milk though is used. We're to desire it. See, if you don't desire it, if you don't have a desire for the pure milk of the word, you can't grow thereby. We've got to desire it. Don't look down on the milk, the, the, the milk of the word. We're to grow thereby and taste that the Lord is gracious. As newborn babes, when we desire it, that means that has a yearning, a longing for, a natural impulse to get into the word, to get into it and get fed and get built up and grow thereby. We said point number two, hearing. He said, incline your ear and come to me and hear that your soul can live. Jesus said we are to take heed what we hear. We are to take heed how we hear. When he says take heed what you hear, that goes back to desiring, to knowing what is the pure and plain, unadulterated living word of God. When he says take heed how you hear, that means we are to seek to understand, learn, and practice until we experience. And then when point number three, we said sight. He said that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that's your heart. That's the eye. It's an inward vision that both receives and contemplates light. Jesus said the, the eye of, uh, is the lamp of the body. So if the eye is single or sound, the whole body is full of light. By reason of use, we saw that we're enlightened to the truth of God's word, and it causes us to experience life in the light. Because if we're walking in the light, we saw that we have fellowship with God. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us. Then we finally, we saw smell or scent. You'll make him of quick understanding. That literally means quick scent, the power to smell or to, or to scent. Uh, being like the, the, the animal, the hound that has the game in his sight, and not far away, but deeply hidden. That lets you know this too, twofold. You can discern the will of God. Because he said, you can discern, he said that he went on to say by reason of use, his duty is natural and he knows how to carry it out. You can find out the will of God because you have this word foundation, right? And you know that he won't lead you against his word. You can find out what is the will of God, excuse me there. And then you can find out people's own intention because he was able to discern in whom was the fear of the Lord. Like he said about Nathaniel, look at this, a man in whom is no God. Man, oh man, let me read this verse to you again, and then I'm going to let you go. I'm going to read it to you from the Passion Translation. I hope this made some sense to you. We really, we really dug deep on this one, talking about these different things. You may have to go back and listen to this one, because we, we went all over the place, man. I'm sorry about that, but I just, when I was studying this, I just got excited. I wanted to talk about something else today for this particular podcast, but man, I tell you what, I couldn't escape this. And I'm glad I didn't, man. It is such a powerful truth, man, about the word of God and by the reason of use, how we're, our senses, your spiritual senses can be exercised. Man, the passage translation of Hebrews 5, 14. Solid food is for the mature 
whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters. Ooh. And they have been adequately trained by what they've experienced to emerge with understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful. Let me pray for you. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for this time in your word. Thank you, Father, that we, by reason of use, will have our spiritual senses ex exercised. We give you this commitment that we will be in the word. We will get in the word and glean truth and revelation from it. We'll be inspired. We'll be challenged. We'll grow. We'll receive the correction to get to the next place in you, to come up higher and to experience things in you and in your spirit that you've already provided by your grace. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, listen, I am so blessed and honored that you took out the time to listen to this podcast today. Like I said, leave us a comment. Leave us a like. Let us know if this is blessing you and how it's blessing you in your life. My name is Elijah Merle. And remember this, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. <laughs>